What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today, we are sitting with Nick Verdugo. He is a local SEO expert. So if you are wondering how to rank in maps, what local SEO is, this is the episode for you. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Cave Social. You can find them at cavesocial.com. They are an advertising agency based out of Los Angeles that helps local businesses with their social media content, ads, and converting people to customers. So if you want a little bit of help with your marketing, go over and check out Cave Social at cavesocial.com and they'll be ready to help you out. All right, guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, I am with Nick Verdugo. He is the founder and CMO for Cognitive Computer Solutions. He's worked in digital marketing since 2007. His main focus is really local SEO. He's an expert there. Uh, and he most recently worked with one of the largest dental and orthodontics companies in the U.S., managing over 350 low. Nick, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No, I'm excited. So, I mean, I gave literally the shortest intro of all time there. Can you expand? <laughs> tell the people, you know, who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about your marketing career. Oh, yeah, great. Fantastic. Yeah. So, in 2007, I kind of wandered into this new space, right, called Local SEO. I started with the company out of Fountain Valley. Big shout out to David Rodecker and Relevant Ads. And so 2007, it was just kind of this new, bizarre space, right? I actually started as a sales rep and I had come out of, I guess, the mortgage crisis. I was down in Orange County and it was right about 2008 before 2008 before like the bubble popped, right? And I kind of just answered an ad, really. I answered an ad. I was looking for a job. My wife was pregnant. Yeah, you know, it was like this whole thing was happening. So there was this whole shift. And I just happened upon this ad for a sales job selling this product called uh, Local SEO. And we were just basically getting people on the very first page of Google Maps, right? And from there, I started a sales rep and, you know, I just, I worked my way into business development. And so a couple things happened for that company. We were a startup. It was myself, Dave Rodecker, uh, Steve Wiedemann, uh, Greg Bazigian, Kerry Wagner. And we were all working just in this little place in Fountain Valley. And, but we weren't generating sales because we had in-house salespeople and just, we had the product. We just didn't have the outreach. What we did was I had developed a script, basically the one that we were using in-house, but we just didn't have the man, we didn't have the team behind it. So we went out and we started building reseller relationships with a lot of these guys that had the infrastructure because of the mortgage meltdown. There was people with dialers, there was people with the labor force, and there was people with facilities. And so... Here we come with this product and we kind of just uh, started the whole local SEO <laughs> dial for dollar movement. You know, I'm, I'm not too proud of that, but it, it was like one of these things. It was a natural progression, right, at the time. And so these uh, resellers were just, they just bumped up the sales, right? We went literally from making like five sales a week to maybe doing two to 300 a week because uh, it was just like ex exponential growth. And it was booming. And I was just like, well, this is incredible. 
But to be completely frank with you, Jordan, my paycheck was the same. <laughs> so we were right. get, we were getting all these uh, sales and because we were still in the startup mode and we just kind of hit this a full-on sales force that we were just building relationships with. And I just looked at it as an opportunity for myself at that point. I had learned so much from Steve Wiedemann, from Dave, Greg, that I was like, well, why don't I just create my own reseller agreement? I was, I was, you know, I was basically in biz development. I was just putting together these resellers and I was watching them take off. So, you know, from the business side, I was like, well, this is very interesting. I, and again, I'm learning about the process, right? I'm learning about SEO. I, I'm coming into this completely new to the this space, right? I created a reseller agreement and I founded my own little SEO company at the time. And it was a one-man shop. And I was about to have my second kid. And my wife's going, oh, great. Yeah, sure. Start a business. That that makes sense, right? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, you know nothing about this. And so I, I started just like uh, learning. I really just started, you know, engrossing myself with the content was out there. Started friending people, started going to conferences, starting really like, uh, you know, I was lucky enough for some businesses just to give me their business, right? I mean, at some point I was going to people and going to plumbers and I would say, hey, listen, if I can get you on the first page of the maps within 60 days, would it be worth X amount of dollars to you? And they said, yeah, I think, right? So then I did that. And then this is how I started to build my client base slowly, right? With these service people who trusted you you know, it was so new that they didn't really understand. Like, they just, like, make my phone ring. And again, these are people, like, service industries, like uh, carpet cleaners and roofers and, you know, even junk removal guys who traditionally uh, leveraged the book, right? The yellow right. book. Right, right, um, right. When I came with this, they were like, what? And so then I started building landing pages and optimizing them and, and always keeping relationships. Go ahead. No, I just want to pop in for a sec just to clarify for the listeners so they know. So just when we're talking about, you know, local SEO in this perspective, it is really, you know, if somebody types in, you know, gym near me, plumber near me, tire repair near me, and you're looking at all of that stuff you see on the map and yes. really trying to rank for that. So this would be different than we're looking at like a national SEO, say you're an e-com company that Correct. sells protein powder across the whole country. You might do, you know, a different content strategy yes. um, that's really not geared towards maps and local SEO. So I just wanted to make that distinction for the listener so they know that, okay, when you hear local SEO, we're really talking about, hey, your sink breaks, you type in plumber near me, you're looking for people who have the best ratings and that are ranked high and making sure that that's there. Cool. And then the only other thing I just wanted to clarify for two for the listeners. So when Nick, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but talking yeah. about, you know, reseller agreements is there are these platforms out there that will manage and help you manage your listings for you across correct. white pages online, yellow pages online now, Yelp, Google, et cetera. And a lot of these companies, then you can go through and white label and create for yourself and go and actually manage those client relationships. So I just wanted to make sure we, you know, the listener knows if they're hearing these terms and things for the first time, you know, maybe they're in a different part of marketing. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> From that, and you're going into your journey. Yes. I mean, let's talk about it right now, right? Local SEO, if we have founders listening to this and maybe other marketers or small business owners, like what companies do you think benefit most from local SEO? Any service industry, any service business and any retailer, 
any mom and pop shop, anybody that provides a service in an area, right? especially brick and mortars, even like any corporate right franchise, like anybody like Starbucks, for example, they need local SEO whenever someone's looking for their particular coffee shop near me, right? Or best coffee shop or whatever the keyword query is. And especially like plumbers, junk removal guys, hot moppers, general contractors, you know, well, hair salons. <laughs> yeah, let, let's dive into it a little bit because, you know, you said you were running, managing SEO for a mm -hmm. large orthodontic company, 350 yes. locations. So yes. each one of those has, you know, wants to rank for dentists near me, right? Now, when you're managing companies at that scale, yes. right, how do you really, obviously there's a corporate direction, but then you have to communicate, I'm assuming, or what is the level of communication with those individual locations like as well? Is there much communication or is it mostly done from the corporate down? Great question. Typically, when you're dealing with the larger brands, you are dealing with corporate, right? There are executive le leadership that you're working with as far as your strategy. At that level, we are usually in control of the uh, website. And when you deal with the corporate side, you're really uh, making your suggestions. Typically, there may be a couple other vendors involved. There may have been even somebody who actually developed the website. So you're really dealing at a high level to execute your vision. That's kind of the process when you're, you know, with the mom and pop shop where they just provide you everything. Like, here's my admin panel. Here's my C panel access. Here's, you know, provide me, you know, and then you just have everything and you just kind of do it yourself, which when you're dealing with a, on a higher level, there's just a little bit more eyeballs that your strategy has to pass by, right? And be approved upon. Right. No, that, that makes sense. And it's, it's one of those things. It's funny. I remember I was getting a demo for, um, you know, one of these platforms to manage local SEO. And they were showing me a bunch of Wendy's that were on there. They had Wendy's. And it was so funny because in the demo, they're like, here's a review. And I was like, wait, 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 stop. And it was like a review that they hadn't answered. It was like two stars, clerk pulled gun on me. And I was like, I was like, how you? there were so many levels to that one. Why are you pulling a gun out of Wendy's too? Why, why is that not a one star? Like, <laughs> killed me. Absolutely killed me. Yeah. Okay, that's... cool. So now if we look at local SEO, right? Say yeah. I'm a small business owner, service mm -hmm. provider. Great. Where do I start right now? I have one location. Where do I go? What's kind of my rank order of priorities? Where should I go to, you know, to start getting my listings done right? Should I contact yes. a company like you guys right away? Mm -hmm. Should maybe I go submit my thing to Google? Like, what does that look like? Sure. Well, the first one is always just you got to claim your Google My Business page, right? First and foremost. First and foremost, you kind of want to take a look at that, make sure that that is well optimized, right? And we're going to go through the acronym NAP, right? Name, address, phone numbers, accurate. And then website has to be accurate. And then, you know, content within the description that they give you, you know, is relevant to the content that we're going to have on the website. So that's the first place we'd go to, to make sure that's claimed. Then we want to take a look at the actual website. So if you have one location, that's fantastic. What I suggest, I would build a specific landing page geared around that specific location. So yes, you have one location, you have your website, but then we create a landing page that talks about that specific location. And then, you know, we optimize it from the URL to the title tags, make sure the content is all relevant to your area, right? So what I mean by that is, okay, so if I'm servicing Newport Beach and I'm a plumber, well, in that specific landing page, I may talk about the community of Newport Beach, right? Uh, you know, maybe there I'm talking about some other general contractors in Newport Beach, right? Maybe I'm talking about the local high school in Newport Beach. But the content is going to be pretty, pretty uh, well shaped around 
plumbing services and being a community plumber, but I'm going to definitely make it sound as if I am in the area, which I am, right? Which I am. So that's kind of the process. And after that, we definitely go ahead and take a look at the audit to see where my listing is, right? Because a lot of the times, you know, plumbers maybe change their phone number, right? Or perhaps they didn't have a website and now they do, or maybe they even moved into a different location. So we want to go ahead and take a look at the offsite directories, databases, you know, sometimes data aggregators, and determine how we're going to create our new landing page that's now inside our Google My Business page and start distributing that out into the world wide web, right? And just to be, so it's all nice and consistent and it all matches. What I mean by that is the phone number matches, right? Everything on the website matches the Google My Business page that matches everything that's being pushed out into the world wide web. So we're looking for that consistency as a whole because Google, that's what they're looking for, right? That's one of the main things that they're looking for. And then the content on your website, how relevant is it, right? And so and that's kind of the beginning of the process. How important would you say getting reviews are? Oh, yeah, extremely important. That's one of the ranking signals uh, within uh, Google's algorithm, right? That and I think uh, people, uh, you know, responding to the reviews. You know, so so many yeah. people, you know, that's key, right? It shows you're active... Yeah, they, they, I remember they, well, there's a couple of things like uh, it, with responding to reviews, right? Sometimes people and business owners we talk with, they're worried about responding to a review. And I say, look, a review tells you more about the reviewer than it does the company a lot at the time. So yeah. even just showing that you're willing to acknowledge, and if it is an honest mistake or criticism, you know, acknowledge it. I also say, I'm like, look, 10% of the internet is batshit crazy. That's just reality. <laughs> like if somebody says something that's bananas, like just don't even acknowledge it. But yeah, it, it's, and then also to piggyback on like, okay, somebody maybe who's sitting there right now and says, how many reviews do you need? Airbnb did a study and they found that 10 reviews was where consumers started to trust the property and trust the reviews. So it wasn't that many, you know, it was mm-hmm. like getting 10. And then I say, oh, okay, that's enough for me to trust these. So yeah, it, it's super interesting. I think, and like you said, it's a ranking factor and something that if you are a local service provider, you have to do it. Now, with regards to shifting gears a little bit, I, I want to talk really about, you know, what you guys are doing from a company level. And if you could talk to me, you know, like with your team right now, how many people are on your team or do you work with? We have a current like one to five. Now that's kind of like our brand. We have content. We have a, a CEO, myself, a couple developers. Awesome. So what would you say is like one of the things that helps you guys really keep a growth mindset or something that helps you keep, you know, pushing for growth at the company? So I think what pushes us for growth is just the constant engagement of like bigger entities. So we just finished up that project for a pretty pretty large company, but that was something that kind of dovetailed another larger uh, project. I guess really not in being afraid to reach out and ask for business, you know, from people that you may think that would never reach out to you. So it's constant contact engagement, whether you're you're doing like email blasts or you're networking at specific conferences or, you know, just keeping that business card, never being afraid to like, hey, I haven't talked to you in two years, but remember we talked about this and, you know, just kind of like you're constantly showing that you're trying to grow, right? I think that's that's been key for us. Okay. So keeping that at a forefront, where do you, um, you know, where do you 
learn about marketing? Where do you go? What are the resources that you look to for inspiration? Are there specific blogs or, um, you know, thought leaders that you're following? Um, yeah. So I follow like Rand Fishkin, right? Yep. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, Steve Wiedemann, he's pretty good. There's, you know, Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, Moz, you know, there's just constantly staying engaged on Twitter feeds. I think, um, that's important. Did you read the, you know, Backlinko and Brian Dean? For those of you guys, listeners who never heard of that, go check out Backlinko. But did you see his big report on the SE, state of SEO 2020 by chance? Uh, maybe, may, maybe not. <laughs> I, uh, I can't, nothing specific. What was there something? Oh, yeah. He pretty much just said that page speed doesn't matter. Everybody was up in arms being like, ah, I think you're wrong. So No, no, no. I caught that <laughs> off Matthew. No, Matthew Woodward is another guy I read and he said the exact same thing. That's that's interesting, right? Because that was such a big, big push for oh side speed, side speed. Which I don't know why it wouldn't matter personally, because if the site's slow, then I'm gonna leave, right? Yeah, I think it's one of those factors. And for anyone listening, you want to go check out your site speed, just go to type in <laughs> Google site speed and it'll take you to page insights and you can check it out. But yeah, I think when you look at like how fast a site loads, it really is part of the whole consumer experience. And if they're more likely to purchase from you, all of those other things that you can't really mark down to like, it's just SEO and ranking. <laughs> it's like, will people purchase, right? And the faster you can get them to the content, the smoother the experience, et cetera. Especially if they're coming from a mobile device, yes. you don't load that content quickly. Or go to the next, the next one. Let's move on here. Tell me about a campaign that you guys have launched in the past that really didn't return when it comes to standard KPIs, but it really taught you a lesson. Back in 2011, we built an e-commerce platform. It was the idea was very simple, right? We use a lot of uh, dropships, dropship companies. We build this e-commerce platform. We ultimately sell whatever, as many products as we possibly can. And at the time, I think we had like uh, medical products, we had um, gardening tools, we had uh, weight, I mean, it was just a variety of, and we were just, anybody that was willing to drop, drop ship and uh, be on our platform and fulfill it, we were taking them, right? So this was great. We, the idea was fantastic. And, and this was back in the time when uh, Google product search was free shopping, right? Google shopping was free. So we figured, okay, this is going to be a good. And so we built this platform and just to find, and we had a couple of sales and we felt pretty confident. But then what we did, what we started to notice is that the businesses that we were purchasing for, for the dropship, well, they started competing with us. So they would have multiple websites selling the same product. And then they were under, undercutting us with the price because they could. And so this was a hard lesson to learn because in business, you, you tend to trust people. You're going, okay, well, you're giving me map pricing. Okay, that's great. But then all of a sudden, now you're undercutting the map pricing because you can. Yeah, that, that, that stings for sure. Right now, I think one of the things that when we look at these people want to take it and they want to learn from this podcast and what can they do, one yeah. of the things we see with Google, especially in SEO, with algorithm changes happening mm-hmm. daily on Google, right? What do you give as a piece of advice to someone you know, who's starting there and maybe worried about algorithm changes. Mm-hmm. What do you tell that client that says, oh, like we dropped five spots, you know, overnight or, or we moved up to what did you do? H- yeah. How, how do you tackle, you know, keeping up with the algorithm one and then I guess communicating that as well? I'd say that, yeah, the algorithm is constantly changing, right? Like we just had a big one in May, right? Core. And we did see some movement, especially because that kind of impacted the local pack pretty significantly. And I, and I saw that movement. Uh, as of the fourth and uh, you know we had some clients bounce around all over the place but 
we kind of went back to the basics, kind of what we've always done and just kind of like make sure we refreshed, uh, you know, our, our site map, right? I mean, there was, you know, reaching out to the platform we use just to make sure that everything is consistent still. Make, looking at our content, you know, in some cases went back and resubmitted sitemaps and just, you know, just kind of uh, adjusting to it and just kind of and with these updates, as long as you're doing, how can I say this? As long as you're just doing things the way that you're supposed to be doing them, right? They have a tendency to kind of shift back to normalcy, if you would. So luckily the clients, they're not engaged on a daily basis like I am, right? So when I see an update, I'm like, whoa, you know, I, I see an impact. I'm pretty aggressive with it, doing the things I believe need to be done based off of the standards of which Google says, right? And so... How do I communicate the core updates or updates to the client, the algorithm updates? I just say, you know, just sit back, be patient and just trust that we're doing everything that we said we're going to be doing. And if it takes a little bit like a week or so, then, you know, we just kind of just keep them updated on what we're doing. If they want us to be completely transparent, there's some clients that need to know every single aspect of things. And there's some clients that just want the ranking reports and the call tracking reports at the end of the month. And so everyone, each one is different. Right. No, that makes sense. And like anything in SEO, right? It's really about the long game and future proofing for the long game. People who make little changes or try to, you know, quote unquote, hack the algorithm. Those are often short lived wins. Yes. Unless you work at Google and on the algorithm team, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, you don't really know what's coming down the pipe. So let's talk now what's coming up next for you guys. What's uh, what's at your company? And what are you guys excited about? Uh, we're excited right now. We're kind of in the process of helping this medical device company um, that's just a, kind of a startup. We're engaged with them to create an e-commerce solution. So we're super excited about that. We're kind of all in on that right now. I'm still with the uh, dental company, right? The the orthodontic company. We're still engaged with them, and uh, we just kind of put out we're put on hold like a lot of people, right, during this whole pandemic. Uh, but we were just recently engaged with them. To, we're going to start re-upping there. So we're excited about that. And yeah, that's it. Uh, just looking forward to really uh, just building out some content and uh, driving some backlinks. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel you on that. Awesome, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Before I let you go, let everybody know where they can find you online, find your company online, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. Thank you. Yeah. So Jordan, yeah, you can find me, Nicholas Verdugo. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Our company is Cognitive Computer Solutions. We are a IT consulting firm and digital marketing business, right? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter, Best Net Nick on Twitter. But yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of makes up my social media presence. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, thanks, Nick, for coming on, uh, listeners. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen with us. And uh, I hope you the best with your marketing efforts moving forward and catch us on the next episode. Um.